Well, this is a youth service today. We have some youth, at least one that I can see. Okay, Wendy, young Wendy and Diane. Okay. Well, um, I thought we'd have some humorous church signs to begin with. So here we go. See if these make you chuckle slightly. That's our one. Don't laugh at that one. That's our, that's our church sign. So that would just. There we go. Social distancing does not apply to God. Draw near to Him. There we go. God needs spiritual fruits, not religious nuts. Amen. That's it. Take notice. Um, blah blah blah. Just go to church. Yeah. <laughs> Choose the bread of life. Or you are toast. Ooh. <laughs> Having trouble sleeping? <laughs> yes, come to the green. If you can't sleep, come to the green. Don't wait for the hearse to bring you to church. Oh. All right. Now, without cheating, don't refer to your Bibles. Okay? <laughs> No, I'm not going to ask you what Bible chapter are we studying because we're not doing Matthew. We're not doing Matthew 24 today. Okay, uh, back to next next one, please. Sorry, you didn't give give anything away. There we go. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by mm, don't don't shout it out yet by. Let us draw near to God. There is something that enables us to come near to God, even before his holy place, which is heaven. The holy of holies is is heaven. And there was a temple where God's presence dwelt. But now, as Christians, through Jesus, we can come before heaven in prayer. So, let's see the next slide. Okay. Which one of those do you think is correct? We can come before the most holy place by, by faith, by our good deeds, by prayer and fasting, by the blood of Jesus, by praise and worship, by shouting really loudly. Okay. Right. Well, anyone think it's by faith? Yeah, a couple. Okay. By our good deeds? No, you sure about that one? Okay. By prayer and fasting? No. By the blood of Jesus? There's quite a few. Okay. Now, all of those, wait a minute, by praise and worship? Praise and worship? Yeah? Okay. By shouting really loudly? <laughs> yeah, come to the green, shout really loudly, then fall asleep during the sermon. That's, that's all we're selling today. Okay. All those that said the blood of Jesus, there's too many of you to give you a sticker. All right? But our rove... A sticker, yeah. Our roving, our roving rewarder has got some more jubblies. So anyone who said the blood of Jesus, come and see Trevor afterwards. <laughs> I was going to give you a sticker, but come and see Trevor afterwards. And be honest, <laughs> if you got it right. All right, okay. Actually, the real answer is... Next slide. That, we don't know. What is the answer? No, no, sorry, that's just I don't know one. Next one, sorry, Karen. 
by the blood of Jesus. So anyone said the blood of Jesus, come and see, see Trevor after. Trevor's there in his, 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 his red and white striped top there, and he'll give you a job link. Okay? So what is so special about the blood of Jesus? What is it about the blood of Jesus that enables us to come to this place of God where no one was allowed before, but now they can through the blood of Jesus? Well, firstly, God actually tells us that everyone's blood is special. Even the blood of creatures is special. Very early on in the Bible, God warned the people to be careful about blood. Whether it's human blood or animal blood, he warned them to be very careful and treat it respectfully because what did God say is in the blood? He said the life of the creature is in the blood. Now we know that, don't we? Scientifically, we've discovered now that actually blood is so important. What is it that the doctor asks a test for to confirm a diagnosis or to actually find out what's wrong with you? What is normally the first test they ask for? Blood test. Because the life is in the blood. So many things are in the blood, good and negative, that they can normally find out what's going wrong or get an idea of what's happening in the rest of your body by testing the blood, because most of the things are in, they show up in the blood. Okay? So, if I pricked my finger, what would happen? I'd bleed, yeah? Because there is blood everywhere in our body. In fact, if you added up, if you took out all my capillaries, like all my veins, arteries, tiny, tiny little tubes that send blood to the tip of my finger that if I pricked it, it would bleed. If you took them all out of me and you put them all in one line, do you know how many times around the world it would go? 60,000 miles long, which is about twice around the world. Isn't that amazing? In you right now, is 60,000 miles worth of blood vessels and capillaries and things like that. Isn't that amazing? No wonder the Bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. Isn't it amazing? All right. Some more amazing facts. Our blood is made up of red cells, which carry oxygen and iron and some other nutrients, and white cells, which are the they're the ninjas of our blood that, that attack foreign bodies and things that are viruses and things that are not meant to be there. And also plasma, which carries the white cells, the, blood, the red cells, and it carries other nutrients. And what else does it carry? It clots the blood as well. It carries proteins and things like that. Now, depending on your size, you usually have about four and a half to five and a half Buckets. Is that, is that gallons, isn't it? No, that's one bucket, isn't it? One bucket, yeah, litres. Four and a half to five and a half litres, which is about one bucket. And all five and a half litres of blood circulates through the body three times per minute. Wow. Pump. Pump. It goes boom, boom, boom. All the way around, three times in a minute. Isn't that amazing? Your heart beats around 100,000 times every day, and a single drop of blood contains 250 million blood cells in one tiny drop. They're tiny, aren't they? 250 million. 
And because you need so many blood cells in your body, two, sorry, uh, was it uh, uh, 2.5 million new ones are made in your body every, every, every second. Two and a half million more blood cells are made in where? Where are they made? Inside your bones? Isn't that amazing? Your blood is made every second. Two hundred, sorry, two and a half million more new blood cells made in your bones. Fearfully and wonderfully made. And each day, 400 gallons of recycled blood pumped through your kidneys. Isn't that amazing? 400 gallons pumped through your kidneys, cleansed, renewed, nutrients taken out, things like that, and um, poisons and things like that um, taken out and... Uh, it's amazing. But in the Bible, do you know there's a more amazing fact than all the facts that I've just shared with you? That your blood speaks. Did you know that? Have you ever cut yourself and heard it speak to you? Well, no. You, you can't hear your blood speaking to you, but actually God hears blood speaking. And actually, it's, you'll find it in Genesis 4, which is where the first or occasion blood is mentioned. Okay, turn to Genesis 4 if you've got your Bibles. Genesis chapter 4. Sadly, Adam and Eve's first children, brothers, one killed the other. That's the first murder. It didn't take generations to get to the point where people were angry enough and evil enough to murder people. It was just the first generation, the, the first children from Adam and Eve. Isn't that sad? Genesis chapter 4, verse 2. It says, Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain bought some of the first fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also bought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked on favour with Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favour. Now, it doesn't explain why. And we're guessing it might be an attitude or something like that that he brought it. We don't know. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast because his brother's offering was accepted by God and his offering wasn't. Then the Lord said to Cain, who was angry, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now the good news, we know from Jesus, that as well as sin crouching at our door, who else is at our door? Jesus. It says in Revelation, it says, here I am, standing, knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and eat with you and you with me. We will talk. We will fellowship. Isn't that good news? Not just sin is crouching at the door wanting to have us, but Jesus is at our door as well. We have a, maybe we have a choice every time we're tempted to sin, every time we're angry, frustrated, bitter, whatever it is. Maybe sin is waiting to have us, but also Jesus is waiting for a conversation too. Remember that. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. And while they're in the field, Cain attacked his brother and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother, Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. God could hear his dead brother's blood crying out to him. God 
tears, blood, for some reason, somehow. God is saying to us right now that we might think the blood is just a red stuff that gives us life, but actually God says there's far more spiritual power in blood than we realise. Okay. What do you think, because it doesn't tell us, but what do you think Abel's blood might have been crying out to God? What do you think Abel's blood might be saying? He killed me! He's a murderer! It may be crying out blame or judgment or vengeance. But thankfully, and you know this already, most of you, thankfully the Bible also mentions that someone else's blood speaks too. Do you know whose blood speaks too? Jesus' blood. You don't have to turn there, but in Hebrews 12, it says that Jesus' blood speaks a better word than Abel's. Now, if Abel's blood speaks to God of murder, of vengeance, of blame, of judgment, what better word do you think Jesus' blood speaks? Forgiveness. What was it that Jesus said on the cross? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Isn't that amazing? Jesus' blood speaks forgiveness. When God hears Jesus' blood, he hears forgiveness. Amazing. Okay. This was the plan all along. You see, from the beginning of the world, there was Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And they created the universe, including the earth, and they created what we, the wonder, amazingly things that we see now, including animals and creatures, and they saw that it was good. And then they created Adam, and from Adam he created Eve, and God saw it was very good. And it was good, and they only knew good. There was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but they only knew good. Don't touch that tree. That's the only rule in my garden. Do not touch that tree of good and knowledge of good and evil. Sadly, at some point, there was Lucifer, this chief angel who rebelled against God, wanting to be like God, perhaps even better than God. And sadly, God had to banish him from heaven. He fell. And then he was called Satan, or the accuser of people. And what Satan did, it was before Satan tempted Adam and Eve, it was good. They knew no evil. But Satan helped or tempted Adam and Eve to rebel just like he did. To trust him rather than to trust what God has said. And from that day, sadly, sin, sickness, what God called the curse, entered the world. And it was no more just good. There was good and evil. The good news is that one day, for those who are born again, we have a future that is once more only good and no evil. Isn't that brilliant? But in the meantime, where do we live? We live on an earth where there is good, knowledge of good and evil. So what could God do? Because God is holy and righteous, he cannot draw close to that which is unholy, that which is sinful. So God had a plan. And actually, Jesus was always the plan. But in the meantime, what could God do? 
He gave people the Ten Commandments. Anyone name a, a commandment? Any of our young people, can you name just one commandment? Whisper it to your dad, Stephen. Don't commit adultery. Good, that's one. Any others? Don't lie. Yeah. Honor your mother and father. Don't steal. Yeah. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Yeah. Have no other gods before him. All those commandments. Now, is it, is it easy to keep all ten? No. No one can keep all ten. So what did God do? He gave them the standards to look towards and work towards, but... How did he help them when they did sin? What did he provide for them before Jesus? Sacrifice. Animals would take the blame and their blood would cover the people's sins. So God could draw near to them and they could draw near to him. But can you imagine if you had to kill an animal every time you sinned? Or animals. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll be your pet. Your pet would be looking very nervous as soon as you woke up in the morning. Can you imagine that? But that was only temporary because who was coming? Who was promised? Jesus. Jesus, Jesus will one day God himself will come as a human being but also fully God at the same time, born of a virgin Mary. And Jesus grew up and one day Jesus would sacrifice himself. God would sacrifice himself and the blood of Jesus yeah, doesn't just cover our sins. Because Jesus is the Son of God, he's human. He's not animal, he's human just like us. His blood not just covers sins but washes us, forgives us of our sins. Aren't you grateful? for the blood of Jesus. And because it was Jesus, because he was sinless, he didn't need to sacrifice an offering for his sins. He became the sacrifice for the sins of the world. And do you know what Jesus said when he, um, he had his last meal before he was about to be arrested and be crucified, carrying our sins upon himself? Do you know what he said to his disciples when he lifted up the cup? This is my blood for the forgiveness of sins, or poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus' blood speaks a better word, doesn't it? It's wonderful. It's powerful. The life is in the blood. And eternal life is in the blood of Jesus. Okay. Right. No more offerings were required for sin. Jesus had made the offering once and for all. And the blood of the animals was sprinkled on the altar on the earth, wasn't it, when they had the temple? Whereas, where is the blood of Jesus being sprinkled? What does the Bible say? It's been sprinkled on the things in heaven. There's an altar in heaven. And the blood of Jesus has been sprinkled. He, took the, he said Jesus took his own blood and he sprinkled it, he put it on the altar in heaven and the heavenly things. So that's where the blood of Jesus is permanently. And when you come in the name of Jesus, because of your faith in him, because you've been forgiven through his blood, you too can come before your Heavenly Father. Okay, let's look up some scriptures. Now I've got some more stickers here. All right, there we go. Mike, who's got, who's got a Bible? You've got a Bible on your phone? There we go. Look up those, please, for me. 
thank you. Thank you very much. One more. Thank you. All right. Can I have a roving roving reporter, please, to uh, to go around with the microphone? Thank you. Well, you've got you've got had it someone else the microphone. You've got your reading today. Diane, can yeah. Okay. Who's got the one John one seven one? You have. Let's let's look at the uh, the, the screen. Okay, let's go on to another another one. All right, let's find out what else the blood of Jesus has done or does do. 1 John 1, 7 says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin. Isn't that wonderful? Now that's speaking there, that you can't just go around saying, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, and, and it always cleanses you if you're not walking in the light. If you're not walking in a relationship with God, don't expect the blood of Jesus to cleanse you. Those who walk in the light, those who walk in fellowship with God, in fellowship with the church, they can claim the blood of Jesus and it will purify you. So the first one is, Karen, click down, that's it. Cleansed or purified, that's what it does. Who's got Romans 5? Alex? Romans 5 verses 8 and 9. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Thank you. So the blood of Jesus justifies us. Now I heard a preacher say once, do you know what justified means? It means just if I'd never sinned. It's not just a case of you're forgiven, it's a case of it's completely the memory of it has been washed away by your Heavenly Father. He remembers your sins no more. Justified. It's a gift from God through the blood of Jesus. Okay, who's, who's going on to Hebrews 13? Ooh. Therefore Jesus also suffered and died outside the city gate so that he might sanctify and set apart for God as holy the, as holy, the people who believe through the shedding of his own blood. Thank you. So the blood of Jesus, those who believe, are made holy. All right. We've got Colossians 1.20. Colossians 1.20. Is that Ed? That's right. Ed threw him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Thank you. So... The blood of Jesus makes peace between you and God. What did the holy angels say when they first declared that Jesus is born, been born today? Yeah, and peace be on earth to those on whom God is pleased. That's what it says, peace be on those to whom God is pleased. So the blood of Jesus gives you that amazing gift that the Father is pleased with you and he makes peace between you and him. All right, next one is Ephesians 1.7. Who are we? Ephesians 1 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Thank you. So, in Jesus we have redemption through his blood. We've been redeemed, which means to be bought, paid for. You know, the Bible says that you're no longer your own, 
You were paid for with a price. You were bought by Jesus and his blood. Okay, Ephesians 2.13. Thank you. But now in Christ Jesus, you, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. Thank you. The blood of Jesus brings you near to God. There we go. Got, hopefully we have near on the screen too. All right, and last one, Revelations 12.11. They have defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. So not only does the blood of Jesus cleanse us, justify us, make us holy, give us peace with God, redeem us and bring us near to God, also the blood of Jesus does what? Overcomes evil. They overcome the enemy, it says in Revelation. They triumph over him, meaning Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they didn't love their lives so much as to shrink from death. You know, the blood of Jesus not only does these wonderful things to us and for us, but the blood of Jesus also overcomes evil. Um, our son Ben, when he was, um, he, was, he, was, he wasn't a gym shark at 10, um, but our son Ben was suffering from nightmares, uh, quite bad nightmares. And to the point where he could just sit there, awake, close his eyes, and he'd start to see these, these scary things. Now, whether it's from computer games and things, we don't know. But we do know that he was seeing awful, horrible, scary things, even when he just closed his eyes when he was awake. And so I asked him to close his eyes, and this time he, he saw the scary things, so it was hard for him. But I said, ask Jesus for his blood. Now, I, you know, we do other things. I don't normally ask for that. I normally say, you know, where is Jesus? But this time I felt led to say, ask Jesus for his blood. So Ben asked Jesus for the blood of Jesus. And all of a sudden, he saw this tsunami of blood coming towards him. And it was kind of, well, basically overflowing and overtaking all the scary things that he was seeing as it was coming towards him. Um, and things that were in the way began to be blown. He said were blown into the blood, blown towards the blood. And then he saw what looked like a big cup or a big bucket of the blood of Jesus. And some of the scary things were being taken up and put into the blood. And he said one, had, one looked like an evil cat, sorry. It was an evil cat. Um, it wasn't any scary dogs. But there, there, there was an evil cat in, he was seeing. And this evil cat with really scary eyes... Um, was lifted up and put into the blood of Jesus. And then what up popped out of the blood was this like, big fluffy white cat. Not scary. And then what else was there? Um, so I wrote this down when it happened. This was like, obviously now, was it 12 years ago now? But I wrote it down the time, so I'm referring to my notes, Your Honour. Um, so... <laughs> uh, where are we? Lumps of blackness, like coal he could see were being taken and put into the blood and coming up, bouncing back up like fluffy white marshmallows. Um, and the blood of Jesus seemed to wash away all traces of darkness and change the scene from one of scary to suddenly one of bright light. And Jesus appeared as the brightest light and then bent, began to see the light of Jesus start to shine out of his own chest and anything that was remaining 
just seemed to be blasted away by this amazing light that was coming out of Ben's own chest. Um, and Ben had a wonderful night's sleep and hasn't had those sorts of nightmares from then on. He could close his eyes instantly and smile rather than have this kind of fear. That's the power of the blood of Jesus that overcomes the enemy. We just think the blood is red, but the Father hears and sees so much more in the spiritual realm, sees and hears so much more than just red liquid. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word. So whenever you need forgiveness, whenever you need cleansing, whenever you need rescuing, make sure you come to Jesus and ask him to wash you with the blood that he poured out on the cross for you. Um, we've got a quick video for you. Everyone heard of Governor B? Governor B, well, he, he is a rapper, was a rapper. He's also now Ben and Sarah's new pastor as well. So.
away our sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. By what do we come before the most holy place? By the blood of Jesus. 